Hey, this is TJ Perkins, and you're listening to ROHCast by ROHworld.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 7 of ROHCast. My name's Harry. I'm the co-owner and web designer of ROHworld.com. Once again, I'm here with Stephen, who's the editor and co-owner of the website. Hi, everyone. And John, who's the executive vice president of writing relations and the interim writing general manager. How's it going? Um, we've got a few things lined up for you on the show this week. We're going to begin by talking about the October 29th TV show. We're then going to preview the Louisville and Collinsville shows from this weekend. And then we're going to wrap up with some Ring of Honor news and listener topics. Uh, this week's show originally aired on October 29th and began with uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Roderick Strong. But before that, I just want to say that Desmond Wolf managed to slip in the uh, two-finger salute to cra- uh, classic... British swear, which uh, of course wasn't blurred or anything, but I was, found that quite amusing. Is that another one that's not used in America? Is that is it just the, is it just the one finger that's used? Yeah, just the one finger here. I I never thought anything of it. Yeah, he, he just yeah. actually did it, and no one took any notice. So he used um, to use it in TNL all the time, didn't he? When he used to like, come to the ring and <laughs> sort of sort of used it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, before the match, we had quick promos by both uh, O'Reilly and Roderick. Um, Roderick was basically saying that Team Richards are a joke. Um, they travel around training all the time instead of getting laid, which was quite funny. <laughs> uh, and O'Reilly was saying he's going to um, embarrass Roderick and uh, defend the honour of sort of Team Richards. What do you think of the uh, quick promos before the match started? They were a whole lot better than Mike Mondo's promo from last year. <laughs> but I like that they're giving them like a little few minutes of promo time before their actual match, just to get their characters over more and kind of build anticipation for the match itself. Yeah, as, as like we've said in previous weeks, a lot of the way they've sort of given them a couple of minutes before the match to sort of, you know, establish who they are and, you know, why they're wrestling each other. Because I think that's, you know, it's a thing that Jim Cornette's really stressed in the past that, you know, instead of having really stupid storylines, you should just have two guys to wrestling each other and, you know, yeah. really make it clear why they're wrestling. It was pretty clear why they were wrestling each other. And, um, I'm not. I'm not really, you know, too keen on the whole team Richards thing. I just think it sounds a bit stupid. But I, I, I get it because I know you know Carlo Rodi's like one of his training partners. So I get it from that yeah. point of view. I just think it's a bit, a stupid, uh, stupid thing really. But uh, yeah, but both promos are pretty good. I think Strong again, like we said last yeah, week. Yeah, fantastic. Once yeah, he's, his character's really coming through now, which is which is really good and. Yeah, Truth Martini's doing well as well with his promos. Um, and his introduction, the mega, mega King Kong TV superstar. <laughs> I don't know how he remembers all that. He remembers it off by heart, doesn't he? In order and everything, every single time. It's quite... It's quite um, he it's probably quite just good. keeps saying it at home constantly in the mirror. Isn't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was um, also on commentary as well for a bit when the match started. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? I thought he was quite good. Yeah. I think his he's sort of um, character is... He's really um, shaping up well with um, Roderick's like newish character because they're all yeah. they're both kind of cocky and sort of because Roderick's always been a bit reserved, but he's he's coming out of his shell a bit now, isn't he? He's more like a bit of mm. a you know outlandish character, which uh, I think they're both sort of uh, you know sort of bouncing off each other really well. It really looks like the lead into um, Roderick getting another title shot down the line. Perhaps he'd be the next um, next challenger after Eddie Edwards. Do you think? Um, Just with the way they're building this on the TV show. Yeah, they they are really like sort of mentioning that, aren't they? And you know the way he wants to get back into title contention. And I think I suppose the, the match at final battle will sort of be if he wins, he'll be getting another title shot because 
yeah. I know what he's, yeah, his promo last week was all about he wants to show up Davy and sort of prove that he's the best. And uh, you know, I think you know Ruddy's always been really good, and he's you know he's always he's always there, and he's you know you, you know he's going to always have a really good match. So if if you know someone hasn't come through for maybe you know survival of the fittest, or they haven't really got anybody lined up to sort of challenge the title, you know, he's the sort of guy you can always throw in there, and you know he's going to put on a really good match. So mm. yeah, I think they are building him back up towards the title because. Um, you know, after he lost the title, he sort of went off the ball a bit, and in recent recent months, he sort of had his uh, you know total chances. And on the you know on the first, sorry, the te- second TV show, he had his uh, you know world title rematch, and he lost that. But yeah, I like the way they're sort of building him back up, and you know, I, I really liked the match as well. I thought it was uh, it really- was it was really good. Like O'Reilly really impressed me, definitely. Mm, I mean, uh, you know, since him and Adam Cole have come in, they've both been really good, and mm. I think I think both of them could probably um, benefit from having more singles matches, actually, because I think uh, you know to sort of get themselves over individually as well as a team, because uh, you know they're, they're both really good, and you know Adam Cole's had a lot of success, I think, in CZW as a singles wrestler. I know he holds the title over there, and although their titles don't really mean anything, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I'm glad they're sort of giving them more chances on their on their own to sort of uh, put themselves over because uh, as a team they're brilliant. But I think they need to sort of uh, branch out a bit, and uh, that'll really uh, help them sort of get over with the crowd a bit more. Mm. John, what did you think of the match? I thought it was a really good match, but like we were saying before, I'm glad they're actually doing something with Roderick now. It seemed like for a while after he lost the title, he was just kind of lost in the shuffle, mm. and now he actually has like some kind of direction of trying to without having the title to still one up Davy Richards and uh it seems like you know this is kind of like on track of him getting back not necessarily into title contention but like back under Davy Richards under Davy Richards skin by beating his uh his uh I guess his training partner or protege or whatever you want to call it and yeah I just thought it was a really good match I uh the ending was kind of weird though if I remember the ending right it just seemed like uh I might not be rem- remembering this right but it seemed like O'Reilly had O'Reilly had Strong in some kind of submission and then Strong just popped out of it and hit the kick like it was nothing and then pinned him. And it just seemed to come out of nowhere to me. That was like the only problem I had with it. it I might not be remembering that right. Yeah, he was. I think it was a guillotine choke, wasn't it? And then Roddy, I think, sort of tried to like pin him to the mat and then, yeah, he sort of got out of it and then I think uh, he hit something and then, yeah, and then he hit the sick kick and it was... Yeah, it was sort of out of nowhere, and you you wasn't really expecting it to end at that moment. Even though after six, you thought, oh, he's going to hit the Gibson driver or something, and then it was the end, and it was a bit of an anticlimax, I think. But you know, I think, the, I think it was just the way that Kevin Kelly sold the guillotine because he sold it like it was some kind of big devastating move. Yeah. Just the way that <laughs> Strong got out of it, like it was like you know, struggled for a second, then got out of it, then felt fine afterwards, and good enough to finish the match like that. Just kind of kind of felt weird. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think there's a great quote from McGuinness on commentary <laughs> from this one. Um, he said that uh, Roderick Strong really hates Davey, and he then said what he claimed was a quote from Roderick, where Roderick said, Davey is a selfish, arrogant wanker. Which, <laughs> <laughs> of course, Roderick would never say. And it was just fantastic Desmond Wolf getting in the British um, swear words in once again. <laughs> He seems to manage to get it in every single week now, one way or another. I think, I think that's their way of appealing to the uh, the UK crowd is by using this, <laughs> using loads of uh, British uh, swear words uh, that the Americans won't necessarily get. 
Uh, after the match, um, Elgin appeared as well, and then the whole House of Truth started beating on O'Reilly. Um, then someone else ran out. I didn't actually know who it was. Um, some Tony Tony Kazina. He's um, he's another guy. Who's, he's in sort of he's in Team Richard. He's, right. Okay. He's wrestled a couple of times, I think, in Ring of Honor, but nothing. But it, sort of... it didn't do much because they just started beating on him anyway. Um, but then Davey made the save and uh, then cleared house of um, of the House of Truth. I really like the um, the tag spot that um, Roderick and Elgin did. I can't remember. It was something into like a backbreaker. Can you remember what it was? It, I just seem to remember really liking it. Yeah, I think it was it a powerbomb into sort of the double knees, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, something like that. Was it like? Um, Oh, I don't Alabama Slam, Hardcore Holly's old move, where he just sort of held him off and flipped him over. Yeah, it, could, it was definitely some sort of. Some, it was yeah, it was devastating, like whatever it was, onto <laughs> the double knees that um, Roderick did. It was really really good. Onto the back of his knee. And then um, after the, there was like a big brawl that erupted between the House of Truth and uh, Team Richards, but and then some security guard was knocked over and <laughs> hurt hurt his ankle. Um, which annoyed Cornette severely, <laughs> and he fined all of the House of Truth two and a half thousand dollars. Apparently, um, what do you think? Was... What do you think of Cornette dishing out fines? He seems to see that every week almost. I think they're just going to do it so much that it's just not going to mean anything. Because, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really get the whole fine thing. I, I think, I think in some aspects, Ring of Honor are trying to be too much like MMA, and sort of going over the top a bit. I mean, yeah, I don't really get the fine thing because everyone knows they're not going to be fined. And even if they were, you know, two and a half thousand isn't exactly, you know, blockbuster amount, is it? So, mm. uh, I like the way he sold the uh, the ankle injury, though, the security guard. So <laughs> <laughs> he's sort of sitting on, his, sitting on the floor looking a bit worried. <laughs> um, during Cornette's... Um promo where he handed out the fines um there was some more kevin steen plants in the crowd chanting we want steen repeatedly and then Cornette went crazy it was like he was doing one of his shoot promos um <laughs> where he basically said that they don't want steen in ring of honor um he's like a pr nightmare and he i think he turned his back on the ring of honor fans so they don't no matter what what the fans say they're not getting getting kevin steen back I actually um thought this was a good way to sort of explain sort of what was going on because we said last week they weren't really making it very clear um what did you think of the you know the cornette steen segment i thought it really filled in a lot of the gaps that haven't really been answered to the new fans on television mm. it kind of told who steen was like what he did and why cornette doesn't want him back in ring of honor so i, th- I thought it was a, a quick effective way of really getting steen's character out there without him actually having to show up yeah, and as you say, I really liked the way Cornette put it over as well because it did look like he, you know, he didn't seem you know fake or anything. It sounded like he was literally, you know, <laughs> literally that. hates him like it was. Yeah, he, he, yeah. I mean, that's where Jim Cornette sort of excels, not in those dishing out fines and holding. Yeah, them all those stupid microphone interviews in the middle of the ring. That's you know, we need to, if Jim Cornette's going to be on the show, then I think he needs to be doing that sort of thing where he just goes crazy. Because I think that's that's when he's at his best. <laughs> Um, after the commercial break, we then had this week's Inside ROH segment, which was uh, once again split into two parts this week. Um, sort of looks like they're running out of ideas for Inside ROH, to be honest. But um, the first part was um, who will face Davey at Final Battle. Um, 
I'm sure most people know the answer to that, but we'll pretend that we don't. Um, they were saying that the two contenders were Eddie Edwards and Jay Lethal, and both of them did promos basically saying why they deserve the title shot and why they'd want that opportunity. And what did you think of the, the first half of the segment? I thought it was good. I'd really like to see Jay Lethal versus Davey Richards at some point. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I just thought they both did a pretty good job explaining why they felt they needed the title match. Mm, I agree with John. I think they both they put over how you know how prestigious the title was as well. I, I like the way that they're, they're continuing to do that on the uh, the TV show as well. But yeah. sorry, Bob. I was going to say it's good how they're they're hyping up. You know who is getting the title shot? It's like two weeks of build. I think instead of just saying oh he's getting a title shot and just sort of announcing it like it means nothing, they are making a lot of importance to it, which is good. Yeah, I think everything towards final battle so far has been really you know really good and. You know, I think they're throwing everything behind sort of final battle. So mm. hopefully that you know the bar ends up being pretty good because uh, you know this is the first sort of pay per view. I know that they we had Death Before Dishonor, but in all honesty, they sort of ignored that, didn't they, with the the TV show? And yeah, they did. E- yeah. Everything was sort of focused towards. Uh, yeah, they never even recapped it on the TV show. They just recapped Best in the World and never mentioned Ladder War or yeah, anything sure that they're... happened at Death Before Dishonor. Yeah, because obviously this match that was just aired, the or not Express and Briscoes match, that was after. Yeah, that was after Ladder War Three, and they didn't even mention it, did they? Yeah, so, worthless it, basically. Yeah, I'm not really sure if I agree with that, but then if the you know that they've wrestled, isn't this the third time they've wrestled on the TV show? Is it the third time? Um, second. Second was it? Oh, second, right. Yeah, the first was the low blow, then they had the rematch. Yeah, but even even if it's the second one, they say that like, oh they recently faced off in a ladder war. People were thinking. Well, if they face off in a ladder war, why are they wrestling again? It's just a bit... Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not sure I agree completely with that. But, yeah, uh, let's just hope that the... Uh, you know, I mean, the, the sort of going towards Final Battle so far, the build-up to it has been you know, been really good. So as long as they continue with that and uh, keep pushing it, I'm sure they'll uh, see a decent buy rate for it because there's some uh, you know, really exciting matches that are uh, being built for it. Uh, the second half of the Inside ROH was um, about next week's <laughs> main event, which is Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander versus Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team in a Proving Ground match, which is where if the uh, challengers can defeat the champions in a non-title match or survive to the um, time limit for another fantastic time limit draw, then they will get a tag team title shot in the near future. Um, I wasn't really a fan of either team's promos, to be honest. Um, what did you think? No, I was the same as you, really. I think I didn't really understand the word that Caprice Coleman said, if I'm completely honest. I don't... It was very quiet, and they had the music on it. It was quite loud. Yeah, I, I didn't really just quite hear, hear what him. he was saying. And, mm. Yeah, I wasn't really, really into that. And yeah, it, de- it definitely didn't make me excited to tune in next week. I'm going to watch it anyway, but you know, it yeah, doesn't force me people... to... Yeah, I'm not sure people will see that and think, oh, you know, I'm glad they're wrestling, wrestling's greatest tag team sort of thing. Mm. Uh, even wrestling's greatest tag team I think their promos recently have been a bit I think they're, they're all basically the same promo but just you the know, past just, two weeks have been you know I, I've noticed that they've been quite poor really yeah they're, they're basically just the same promo and then and even even on the video wire their promo wasn't even all there yeah they won on the prim- they had the, pro- the uh, video wire was just exactly the same as they've been doing and for some reason one of them speaks and the other one always says what he said 
Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's a planned thing. That's going to be like their catchphrase from now on, or whether that one of them just can't be bothered to say anything and says, oh, yeah, we'll say <laughs> that. That's what we start doing on here. One of us makes a point what he said. <laughs> then we move on to the next topic. It'd make the podcast a lot shorter, definitely, if one of us just kept saying what he said and didn't speak. Um, after, go ahead. I was going to say that Caprice Coleman, Cedric Alexander was one of the like most. For some reason, I just felt so awkward watching that. I don't know why. I guess because <laughs> how quiet it was, and like it was just weird. I don't know why. Yeah, it didn't. It just didn't look like a promo, did it? He was just sort of standing there, and I mean, I say so I didn't really understand the, <laughs> or he could hear a word he was saying. So I'm not. I, I'm not sure if it was good or bad, but <laughs> it, it's not. It wasn't the sort of promo that was going to really, you know, get you into them because the whole point of it should have been really, you know, to sort of, you know, say who they were, what they were, and sort of, you know, with a bit of you know, enthusiasm, but he was just sort of standing there and was like, yeah, we're going to wrestle. Yeah. And that was sort of it. And it was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, there was yeah, nothing, that, to get, nothing to get you excited, really. And that's a shame because uh, earlier this year when they appeared uh, or in singles matches in the, uh, what was it, Only the Strong Survive weekend, they both showed a good a bit bit of charisma. So I thought it was I was like, you know, like, yeah, we're going to get to see something out of him on this promo. But then I was like, okay, this is weird. Let's, <laughs> let's end this quickly, please. <laughs> they, they have wrestled as a team. I think it was the tag, the tag lottery and was it Richmond a few months ago? Yeah, I think they they wrestled. Have, I haven't get, have gotten to see that show yet. No, I've not seen it, but I know that they wrestled. and they uh, Yeah, but from all accounts, they've, they've, they've done pretty well. And in, in the ring, they, you know, they both look decent so yeah i'm i'll be interested uh, to see the match next week and uh yeah i'm sure that i'm sure the match will be good and it's nice that they, they're sort of giving you know giving the viewers a fresh match rather than you know going over the same old uh opponents again but uh mm. yeah i think it's going to be a dominating win for uh Hart and benjamin really yeah um after the uh inside ro segment we had the second of three matches this week um, it was Tommaso Ciampa with Prince Nana and uh, Ernesto Osiris at ringside versus Alex Silva um he does have a name not a jobber <laughs> as was on our spoiler report um and we also had uh, Carino on commentary who mentioned you know Kevin Steen once again um, Carino was saying that he felt responsible for the actions, and Kevin Kelly was telling him to shut up, and Carino got quite angry, which was quite good, because uh, I'm not a fan of Kevin Kelly, but um, anyway, uh, Champa got the win, of course, with the powerbomb onto the double knees. Um, what do you think of this, you know, quick match just to get Champa over? This is what I've really been wanting them to do since the start of the show, just have another match, even if it's something like this, mm. because I thought this match, this show flowed a whole lot better. Yeah, than it didn't drag on in the middle, definitely. And, and I think having the in-ring action, you know, is really the main reason it didn't drag in the middle, even though it was just a, what, three or four minute squash match. And having Kev, having uh, Steve Carino, that is, on commentary to, you know, talk about how he's trying to reform himself and get the uh, young wrestlers who have gone down, like, the wrong path he sees going down the right path. I thought this match just accomplished a lot in a little, little amount of time. And I thought it was, you know, I thought it was successful in doing that. And even though it was, you know, was a squash match in, in theory, it wasn't, you know, Champa just didn't completely dominate the match, and it wasn't completely pointless. It did sort of, yeah. Silver did get, you know, a bit of offense in, not enough to sort of show that Champa had weaknesses or anything, but they, you know, really showed the Champa as a, you know, dominant. But it wasn't, you know, didn't show, you know, the match wasn't terrible or, you know, 
it wasn't pointless. It got, you know served a purpose and wasn't a terrible match either, which is you know it's two bonuses really. And I agree with, I agree with John really. I mean I, I don't see any reason why there shouldn't be more of these sort of squash matches for you know Elgin got, and Bennett. yeah him Elgin Bennett yeah even like guys like Generico needs a win just. You know, against someone like Mike Mundo or something, maybe without a promo. Yeah, please but... no Mike Mundo promos. <laughs> but yeah, even like a, a quick match against you know him, just to just to get people wins because you know with most of the TV, you know, well, not most, but you know some of the TV audience, they're going to be new to the product. So some guys need to be built up again, especially someone like Generico who's just you know has lost a couple of times on TV. Mm. So um, you know these sort of matches are sort of, you know that they can be used to. To the uh, you know Ring of Honor's advantage, and without you know bringing down the quality of the show. And in all fairness, I think this show, as you said, flowed a lot better than the you know the previous shows because you you didn't feel like you were sort of sitting there waiting for anything like you yeah. had before. You just, you know everything was sort of you know it was going at a fast pace, and um, yeah, there was no sort of sit back time where you were sort of waiting thing, for things to happen or you you know get not bored, but you were sort of you know drifting away. And it, yeah, it really. Mm. Held your attention for the whole uh, the whole episode, you know, episode, which was good. Uh, we then got to the main event of the evening, which was uh, the Ornac Express versus the Briscoes once again, um, with the winners getting a tag team title shot at final battle, and the Briscoes picked up the victory at the end there. Um, I thought this was a good match, you know. I mean, after Ladder War Three, it's hard to follow a match, you know, Ornac Express versus the Briscoes, but it was still really good, and I did enjoy it. Um, there's a funny bit, a little botch by Kevin Kelly where. He said that the Briscoes were the most politically correct tag team he's ever seen. Uh, obviously, he meant un, uh, uncorrect, but whatever. But uh, incorrect. Incorrect. There we go. Can we tell he's not the only one that's doing botches recently? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what did you two think of the match? Yeah, I mean, as you, as you said, it was always going to be tough for them to sort of put on a, a match that you know is different to the other ones they put on because they, they must have had about ten matches this year between them. And uh, but as you said, I think it was. You know, it was a, a good match. I mean, they, they had some uh, some nice double team moves. A lot of the way they've been really focusing on the on the double team moves with all the tag team matches really that have been on so far. Because I mean, that's you know sort of a key component of a good tag team match. And um, yeah, I mean, I I found it a little bit hard to get into just because they've just had so many matches and it was a sort of burnout really. And, and hopefully this will be the last one for a while just to give them. You know, give them a chance to sort of face other other teams. But um, I like the sort of the bit when they they all hit each other with sort of big moves. I can't really remember the moves exactly, but I think one of them was a cutter and there was a sort of a, a DDT and stuff like that. And I thought that that yeah. was uh, yeah. that was really good. And I'm not sure about the finish, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I you know that, that they they did well with it. I think. Actually, I really like the finish. Like, yeah, I was gonna uh, say I like the finish as well. <laughs> I mean, it, it was different, so you know. But I had a hard time really getting into this match as well because we've just seen this so many times. And you know, I was watching. I was like, "This is a good match," but I don't really care, which is, you know, not good when you're trying to you know find out the number one contender for the titles at final battle. But, um, yeah, it was a good match. I liked it, but it. One thing I noticed was that when they did the uh, tag into the hot tag into Rhett Titus, he got absolutely no reaction, and I'm not sure if that's because All Out Express aren't that popular, or if the Briscoes are just that popular to where no matter who they face, they're the crowd favorite. I think All Out Express are popular, but 
I don't know. I've said it before. I think they're just missing something. I'm not sure what it is because I think they're they're great in the ring, but as you say, that the crowd reaction just doesn't seem to be brilliant for them. Like they're not, you know, they're not the Briscoes. They're not the Kings of Wrestling. They're not the Wolves. They just don't. They're just sort of a bit off, sort of that that level. And I'm not sure how they're going to get to it because. I mean, I, I thought after Ladder War Three, they'd probably, you know, they'd, they'd get up there. But then, this, you know, not their fault. But after that, after a massive win, they've sort of been buried a little bit, and you know, they've been told basically that the Briscoes, you know, are, are going to get a shot before them. So not before them, but you know, getting a shot at, you know, the, the biggest event Maybe of the so. year. Yeah. And when, yeah, when they've won, like, when they've won yeah, Ladder just, War Three, you'd think that they'd, they'd be getting that. Yeah, it's like when they were reaching that level where you'd think uh, they'd be, you know crowd favorites and get like some of the biggest reactions of the night it seems like they got the rug pulled out from under him kind of mm. yeah i mean that, that's not helped them at all but even so I, yeah I was, i'm not you know i'm not sure what it is but it just seems maybe they haven't been in ring of honor you know as a team long enough i don't know i mean obviously the briscoes have been in almost since day one sort of thing and yeah even though they're heels that you know they're still getting a great reaction aren't they sort of you know the man up chants and stuff like that so um yeah, I, I don't really know where they're going to go with the All Night Express. I think they're going to have to play it, uh, play it carefully because I think if they um, if they get you know squashed by Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team, it's going to be a bit hard for them to come back from that. Um, during the match on commentary, uh, McGuinness and Kevin Kelly kept saying about how amazing the All Night Express are in the bedroom and how they love partying and things like that. I thought they dropped that. Is that just me? I thought they took like dropped that to become more serious of a tag team and dropped the little bow tie things and that sort of gimmick partying thing. They did sort of drop it, didn't they? They went for the whole um, business before pleasure kind of thing, but hmm. it, yeah, I'm not sure why. Nigel, well, maybe just uh, you know, them trying to build up for television new viewers like who they are. But uh, it's a bit, I don't know if that that's cast. the right way to go if you want to build them up as a serious tag team going on about. Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, as I've said, that they've sort of gone back a few months in their sort of development, haven't they? Yeah, which not their, as you said, not their fault at all. It's just sort of happened because of the, the TV show, the way it's happened, really. I think it happened before. I mean, at the eighth anniversary show, they sort of were built up, and then they got their total opportunity against the uh, the Kings, didn't they? And then they sort of got cheated out of that. I think Chris Hero used the the elbow pad, and they didn't get a rematch, which was a bit strange, seeing as. You know, they had quite a lot of momentum then and they went into that match and put on a good show and everyone was sort of like, you know, if anyone wasn't sure about them, that that match really cemented them as a top team. But it seems to be every time they're so close to sort of, you know, getting there that, yeah, something happens, whether whether it's, you know, a booking decision or whether it's, you know, a match that's not that great. It just seems to be, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough for them. I don't know really, really how they can sort of get there, to be honest. Yeah, I thought the match at the... Uh... Anniversary show was going to be the match that really put them on the map to make them the crowd favorites, and then you know, and then they had the match at uh, Honor Take Center Stage Night Two, I think it was against the Briscoes, which I thought was yeah going the to, really bloody one yeah which I thought was going to you know put them on the map as crowd favorites, and then you know they had the uh, ladder war which I thought was going to be the same thing. It seems like they just have plateaued and just can't get over like to the next like to the next. Yeah, I guess. Okay, uh, that wraps up the October 29th TV show. Um, what did you think of it? You know, overall as a show compared to the previous weeks. I think it, you know, flowed a lot better. I mean, when we talked about it earlier, but 
Mm. Um, you know, we, yeah, as I said, you didn't really have to wait for anything, and that nothing seemed wasted. I mean, I know we said that nothing seemed wasted before, but you know, I don't see any reason why the third match shouldn't be in there, especially for you know a quick match that's going to put somebody over. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed this week's show. I'd probably say one of my, my favourites. Yeah, maybe my favourite of the uh, you know the TV show so far. Mm. Maybe that if the main event had been been different, it would definitely be my favourite. But uh, not to say that the, the match wasn't good because it was. It's but you know it's just a bit of burnout between them two two teams but hopefully we'll get some more uh, more shows that are sort of uh, that that layout because you know I really enjoyed it what he said <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay so the next uh, we're gonna do a quick preview of the uh, Louisville TV tapings <laughs> which take place on November 5th this Saturday um, I, th- I believe they'll be taping four weeks worth of shows at this event, and so far they've announced um, four matches, which we can pr- perhaps guess will be the four main events, possibly. Um, and then they've got a list of you know who else is going to be on the show. So we'll do a quick run through of each of the matches and just you know share our thoughts and predictions. Uh, okay, we've got um, ROH World Champion Davy Richards in a one-on-one match, believe it or not against Michael Elgin in a proving ground match. And I actually think a few weeks ago we were saying, why not Richards versus Elgin? So there you go, Stephen. They've listened to you. <laughs> I'm glad they have. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I quite like this proving ground uh, aspect that they're going for. And I, I really hope they use it to sort of, you know, ele- elevate guys into the main event picture because I think they, they could easily give... Algin sort of a cheap win, um, you know. Maybe Strong gets involved, and uh, you know Algin gets a you know a, a heel win out of it, and that that gives him a, you know a shot at the title down the line where they're sort of struggling for something. They can put you know Richards against Algin, and I think Algin's a guy who's really you know really stamped his authority on the uh, on the roster since he since he came in and has put on some really good matches. So I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be rewarded with a with a title match and. If he puts on a good uh, a good showing against Davey and uh, he does pick up a win, then I think that would be a good decision, uh, in my opinion. I actually see... Or let me start by saying that I'm a big Elgin fan ever since he debuted. You know, He's just been amazing to watch in Ring of Honor. And I wouldn't be surprised. I'm actually kind of expecting him to actually win this match, as Steven said, with the help of Truth Martini or the help of Roderick Strong. To, you know, Roderick Strong interfering to you know just get one, one more thing he can brag about to Davy Richards mm. and, you know, have Elgin win the match. And I think, you know, I'm really looking forward to this. I can't wait for this show to air just for this match alone. Um, they've also announced a World TV title match as Jay Lethal defends against El Generico. Um, I think Jay Lethal is pretty much guaranteed a victory here, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Bennett perhaps interferes or makes some sort of appearance to continue the feud um, leading into Final Battle, which seems likely between those two. Well, they might even use the underused 15-minute time limit draw. Uh, you no, know, I've <laughs> never thought of that. I'd love to see a time limit draw, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they use it again, to be honest. Cause, uh, I mean, I know we've, we've mentioned Generico before, but if, if he loses that match, that would be three, three losses on the TV show, won't it? And two. But hasn't he been on twice? Has he been on twice? I no, he's, only, he's, he's only, only been on that once. Only that once, yeah, and this will be his uh, next appearance. Oh, well, yeah, but 
There'll be two title matches as well, won't they? And, yeah, uh, two TV title matches. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think Bennett will get involved. Um, I don't think they can really afford for Generico to lose that many more matches, especially a title match like that. And, uh, you know, especially with his title, you know, his world title match coming up soon as well. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd expect some sort of Bennett interference or maybe even by the uh, brilliant, brutal Bob Evans. No, oh, possibly, yeah, you never know. Um, we've also got a best in the world rematch between Future Shock and the Young Bucks. Yeah, that's going to be um, that's going to be good. I'm mm. really looking forward to that. What he said. What he's oh, he's turning into House and Benjamin once again. Uh, also in tag team action, we've got Jay and Mark Briscoe versus Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander. Hopefully, there won't be another um, Coleman and Alexander promo. But um, I'm pretty sure this will be, you know, another dominating win for Jay and Mark Briscoe here um, to build up for Final Battle. Um, what I, I'm sure it'll be a good match, but what, what do you guys expect from it? I'm expecting kind of a squash for the Briscoes. Uh, I really haven't seen enough Caprice Coleman or Cedric Alexander really judge on their abilities in the like as a tag team. Mm, we'll so find I, out this week, obviously. But... So. It's kind of hard to say, to be honest, but mm. I think a Briscoe's win is a given. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd fully expect a Briscoe to pick up the win, wouldn't you? And I mean, uh, the one thing I've liked about the TV show so far that they haven't really, you know, they haven't really done any, you know, fully squash matches that you'd see on, you know, WWE where Mark Henry comes down and sits on someone for three seconds and that's the match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, even even the dominating wins, the, you know, they made them look competitive, made them look believable. Which, yeah. I think he's, which I think is good. I mean, the Champa match, just, you know, that we talked about earlier, just, even though it was, you know, it really put him over as a dominating guy, it wasn't just him sort of, you know, kicking the crap out of someone. It was, you know, it's a decent match still, which, um, uh, yeah, I, th- I think now, especially seeing as they've been signed to the roster as well, uh, you know, Alexander and Coleman, that they're going to put on a, a decent show. So, um, yeah, you'd expect the Briscoes to win, but hopefully they'll uh, put on a, a decent match to sort of... Um, you know, establish themselves in the in the company. That's all the matches that have been announced so far for the Louisville tapings, but um, be sure to check out rhworld.com this weekend and we'll have the full spoilers of all the TV tapings for you. Um, also scheduled to appear are um, Charlie Austin, Shelton Benjamin, Die Hard Eddie Edwards, The All Night Express, Prodigy Mike Bennett, Steve Carino, Jimmy Jacobs, Tommaso Ciampa and the Embassy, TJ Perkins, Andy Ridge and Mike Mondo. Um, someone is missing from that list. Um, where is Brutal Bob? I'd, I'd love to know if he's actually going to be there because if I was in the Louisville area, I think I'd like to know if Brutal Bob's going to be there before I buy a ticket. Do you agree? Yeah, he's also not listed for the uh, Collinsville show either, which I thought was weird. Well, uh, I'm sure if there are any uh, latest Brutal Bob news, you can find it at rohworld.com exclusively. Oh, yeah. To come in the near future, brutalbellevans.rohworld.com. <laughs> uh, okay, now we're going to move on to the um, Collinsville show, which takes place this Sunday. Um, we're going to do first go through each match on the card and share our thoughts and predictions on it. And then we're going to introduce a new system. Um, we don't have a name for it yet. Um, it's going <laughs> to be... call it the proving ground. <laughs> the proving points. Who knows? Um, basically, we're going to allocate... I'm going to let John explain this because he came up with it. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Well, I basically stole this idea from the old Ring of Honor message board where you make predictions on who you think is going to win each match and you assign confidence points to uh, 
to your predictions. So there's eight matches on the uh, Collinsville show this week. So you have up to eight points to give a match. But you can only, so the uh, match you're most confident in, you give eight, you're going to give the most points to. And you can only use each amount of points one time. So if you, so one through eight, you can only use, so, so say you give one match an eight, that means you can't give any other match an eight. So the most next most points you can give a match is seven. You can do that all the way down to your least confident match. And I hope that made some kind of sense. Yeah, I understood it. Um, uh, basically, we're going to do this weekly, or no, well, not weekly, but every time there's an upcoming show, uh, we'll all share our predictions and allocate points to them. And then we'll keep sort of like a running tally of see who's got the most points out of us three. Um, and we'd also like to invite the listeners to do this as well. Um, obviously, it's a bit short notice to ask for predictions for Collinsville, but if you'd like to send us your predictions for next week's Glory Barana using the system John provided, um, we'll keep a tally of the listeners' uh, scores, and perhaps the winner after a few months will get some sort of prize. I'm sure we can uh, sort something to give away. Um, so we're going to move on to just the card itself now. The uh, first announced match is Michael Elgin versus Grizzly Redwood. Um, I'm sure this is just going to be a sort of not a, a quick squash match, but it's going to be a match designed to put Elgin over to the uh, live crowd if that's needed. But any comments on this, really? I don't really know what we can say about this. That's going to be fun to watch Elgin just throw Grizzly around the ring, basically. And I wish like R- Ring of Honor could do something more with Redwood. I know he's kind of small and everything. But in other promotions he's in, he's actually pretty a pretty good wrestler, and he, uh, you know, whenever he's getting the, given the chance in the four corner survival matches, he's shown that he's capable of being inter, you know, putting on entertaining matches. But I think, you know, for right now, it's just going to be fun to watch Elgin just ragdoll him around the ring. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just going to be a bit of a exhibition match more than anything. Um, I, I know it's sort of. Build, being billed as like unbreakable versus unbreakable because uh, I don't really like how they they always talk about Grizzly's you know problems as a child when they even you know, they talk about him, they go overboard with that a bit but yeah I'm sure it'll just be a, a quick match that just shows uh shows Al enough as a uh, you know really powerful I mean he, he ragdolls some you know some of the bigger guys around so I'm sure he could just like <laughs> throw him into the crowd or something if you wanted to. So <laughs> let's say we see that all, the uh, was it Spike Dudley thing from ECW where they where uh, he got thrown into the crowd and got crowd surfed back to the front. I <laughs> think we'll see that again. <laughs> that could definitely happen. Uh, the next match announced is the Bravado Brothers versus Steve Carino and Jimmy Jacobs. Um, I'm not too sure what to think of this match to be honest. Um, would you guys like to share any thoughts? I'm intrigued by this to be honest because the bravados have really improved a lot this year and i'm really a big fan of their uh of their characters or their gimmick whatever you want to call it about being what is it the grandma's boys or something and yeah. it's just i find it really really funny and entertaining <laughs> and and i'm a, i'm a big jimmy jacobs fan uh he's you know one of the reasons i got into ring of honor in the first place so i'm just uh just intrigued by how this match could possibly go I think this is one of those matches that could actually be really good and no one's really expecting it to be because I know that, yeah, the providers have really improved the last 12 months or so and they haven't really been up to much um, lately so it's, it's nice that they're going to be on the uh, on the show and I can see them winning pretty convincingly. Um, but yeah, Jacobs and uh, Carino should make a, a you know pretty good team and I actually think this, this match could, it could be pretty good and 
yeah, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people because I think people will just look at it and see like, oh, well, it's just a bit of a nothing match just to sort of fill out the card. But yeah, I'm expecting it to be uh, pretty decent. Um, the next scheduled match was supposed to be Delirious versus Tommaso Ciampa, but um, I'm not sure the reasons why. But unfortunately, Delirious can't wrestle at this event. Is it an injury, or have they just decided not to do the match anymore? I think they've actually said it's well. Conflict of interest, is that right? Yeah, I think this. Where is it? It's... It says on the latest on uh, the November third newswire that is like a conflict of interest oh here he says the, the official stated that it has been determined that mr delirious's current position in ring of honor and that the potential and the potential match of mr champer is a conflict of interest these issues involve company liabilities and matters to do with our insurers it's in the best interest of our company to cancel the match involving mr delirious and mr champer in <laughs> mr. Delirious. <laughs> on sunday afternoon uh, november the 6th we are highly apologetic to the fans in kind of the cancellation but Tommaso champer will face an opponent to be determined this Sunday. Uh, so, I, yeah, I think it must be an injury because surely they would have they'd, they'd have called it up before now, wouldn't they? Think? Yeah, they wouldn't have even announced it if it was what they said. No. There. So, um, yeah, I'm guessing it's an injury. Or, or I, I was looking forward to that, actually. I'd like to have seen Delirious as his champer, but... Um... Yeah, I was really looking forward to this match, actually, because I thought it would be an interesting dynamic between Delirious's, like funny, you know, goofy character and how serious Ciampa, you know, always is. Yeah. See how they play off each other. Um, obviously, Champ is you know still going to wrestle, but we've got no idea who against. So there's nothing re- really we can uh, share about this yet. But I'm sure Champ's uh, winning streak will continue. So um, yeah, uh, I hope Delirious sort of makes his return soon as well. Because... Perhaps they can schedule it to another event or something. Yeah, maybe when he's back, they'll probably just he'll make a uh, one of the video or something. He'll just come out and say he wants the match that was scheduled and. Because yeah, I was really looking forward to him going back actually. So yeah, I, I do hope that's uh, that's um, sort of put on another show. Uh, the next scheduled match is uh, our friend of the podcast, TJ Perkins versus Jay Briscoe in a one-on-one match. I think this honestly has the potential to be one of the best matches, if not the best match of the night. I think it's going to possibly steal the show. I'm a big fan of TJP, and I'm a huge Jay Briscoe fan, and I just think. You know, with TJP's uh, high flying and technical abilities, and you know, Jay Briscoe's, you know, just the ability, just I guess, to go out and just fight and his athleticism, is going to make make for a really, really, really good match. Mm. I think Jay Briscoe's a really underrated singles wrestler. Actually, I think well, both of them are, but I think Jay especially is can put on some really good matches on his own. So, um, yeah, and it, it gives TJP. So, I mean, I think TJP could wrestle anyone and put on a a good match because his styles are so you know it's such a like mishmash of different ones so i'm like yeah i'm looking forward to seeing this match because uh it should be really good and mm. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting jay to, to pick up the win but i think uh tjp will put on a a good show and yeah so i'm, I'm looking forward to it and um, we've also got mark briscoe in a proving ground match against the tv champion jay lethal this is an this I this is a like perfect combination of wrestlers I think because they both kind of uh, I think will play off each other so well because they both basically do the same thing in the ring they they're both you know have the high flying ability but still you know don't just rely on it they can they can do it but it's not their entire offense and I think they're just going to mesh really well uh, I'm not sure if Mark Briscoe is going to be able to I guess, prove himself in the proving ground. But 
Uh, it's going to be a good ma- another good match on the card. I think yeah, go, go ahead. Them, uh, I, was, I, was, I was think it gives them an opportunity to sort of give give Mark Briscoe the win. Maybe uh, Jay helps him or something. And that just gives them a, another TV total uh, opportunity in the future just sort of to use on one of the shows that they're, you know, they're running low on. Yeah, I mean, he has challenged for it several times in the past. So, you know, it's not out of the question for him to do it. But I just think, you know, the way they've been building up the Briscoes as a team, it'd be kind of weird for them to yeah. be like, here's Mark Briscoe as a TV title challenger now. Yeah, I think, because I, I, Jay Lethal's undefeated as well at the moment, isn't he? So um, I can't see it. It's sort of his streak, so to speak, ending this match. Unless they do the time of the draw. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you never know with Jay Lethal and the TV champion around. Um, the next scheduled match is uh, Mike Bennett with Brutal Bob, we hope, um, versus El Generico. Um, I'm, this should be a good match. Um, I know John's a big fan of Bennett. So, uh, John, what do you expect from this? I'm expecting I'm a really good match again. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how to really to elaborate on it. I'm a big fan of both guys. Generico can do the high-flying. Bennett can just do the, uh, I guess, the sports entertainment kind of, uh, uh, I guess, storytelling. That's not the word I'm really looking for. It's the only word I can think of right now. And I just think that Bennett's just, you know, just going to use his power <laughs> advantage over Generico's speed and it's just going to make a for a really good match. And I'm thinking that maybe Bennett could win with underhanded tactics, but that would kind of ruin any kind of momentum Generico would be building towards his title match. So I'm really not sure which way they can go with the winner here. Well, the title match would have been the day before, wouldn't it? No, I mean, I'm talking about his uh, world title match. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, yeah. Because he's challenging at Lord of Honor, which is what then... The week, week after, after Saturday, yeah, or the yeah. Sunday, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm also quite intrigued at how they're going to sort of play... Who wins and you know how it ends because yeah as you say you know his you know his momentum sort of dying away bit by bit and uh, the one thing I was thinking of earlier actually maybe they could do some sort of you know bit where maybe Generico sort of goes on a massive losing streak and then maybe he says that you know the reason he has is because the, the whole thing with Kevin Steen and Can't I don't know focus how or something yeah or... maybe he needs to like he needs you know, to you beat need him to... again or something? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe not that because I'm not sure that they could really top that the last match they had. But maybe the, he says, you know, he needs for him to be sort of dealt with, or he needs to be for him to be completely gone from Ring of Honor before he can sort of, you know, get back yeah, on get, track. Yeah, I think maybe they could do something with that. I'm not sure that you know exactly, but I think that's something they that could sort of explore, and that that way, you know, they could he could still be picking up the losses, but there'd still be you know a reason behind it, and that could sort of. Um, feed that, and because I I think Bennett could really do with a win here, and uh, you know I know he's been saying that he you know he deserves to be TV champion because of the you know the, the way the match ended with Lethal. So if he beats Generico, as sort of the other guy who's in the title picture, that's uh, you know that that really cement him as the, uh, the the challenger. And I would love to see Bennett eventually get the uh, TV title because I think him being the TV champion would make for really entertaining. Uh, programming just him being a you know the i'm going to be a movie star type gimmick being the you know champion of television yeah it just i think it'd be the hilarious things mm. i can see him getting the belt at final battle probably just the way the tv shows are going so far i can see them booking a match between lethal and bennett for the uh, pay-per-view yeah i think eventually bennett's gonna win it and i think that'll sort of free up lethal to sort of go into the main event picture as well then because i think 
you know, that's where he should be, in, mm. uh, in all honesty. And yeah, let's hope, uh, you know, Brutal Bob gets a bit of gold soon as well. Maybe the uh, Ring Winner World Championship. <laughs> I definitely don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, the next match of the night is uh, the American Rules will be taking on the All Night Express. Now, this sounds like fantastic, and I really love to see this match. Um, I have a feeling there's that the Unox Express might pick up the victory here due to perhaps some sort of miscommunication between the Wolves, you know, building into the title match at Final Battle. Um, what what do you guys think? I'm thinking about the same thing. There's going to be some, something to happen between Davey and Eddie because I don't see them remaining uh, partners like they did the, during their first title match. I don't see that happening again for this one. Mm. I'm thinking you know, some kind of miscommunication here will lead to you know something more down the road. And a win for... All Night Express right here could be what we were talking about earlier. It could be the thing that puts them over as, you know, an elite tag team in Ring of Honor because most people think of uh, the American Wolves as one of the greatest, you know, tag teams in, in, you know, recent years in Ring of Honor, if not, you know, Mm. in the history of the promotion. And if the All Night Express are able to defeat them, you know, heading, especially heading into a title match the next week, would really do wonders for their status in the company. Steven, any uh, thoughts to share on this match? Um, well, yeah, I mean, basically what John said, really, and I think, yeah, that, that if the All Night Express do pick up the win, it, it might, you know, be the, the the victory they need to sort of push them over, the, push them over the line, really. But I'm not sure if you know miscommunication from you know the wall sort of leading to that will benefit them because if you know if it's going to be a tainted victory, I'm not sure if it's going fans true. already, if, yeah, you know, the fans already go for that. Um, yeah, in terms of the the walls, I think I don't think they're going to be able to go with the whole, you know, brothers fighting again because I, don't, I just don't I just don't see them going with that. They um, need to have some sort of like a heel turn or something to make it you know different and uh, unique yeah, compared yeah. to the best in the yeah, world match. It needs to be something different to add tension between the two of them, other than just oh yeah, we're not going to not be friends anymore after if we wrestle. Like we, there has to be one of them, you know hates the other one, I guess, mm. which I guess it'd have to be, you know, Eddie turning on Davey, but I think Davey would be the better heel between the two of them. Mm, I think something definitely has to happen. And yeah, I agree. I think Davey would be the better heel because I think Eddie's promos have been getting better recently. And, um, but then I suppose if Davey goes heel, that eliminates the whole Kevin Steen aspect, doesn't it? I suppose. Yeah, they, I, I what, don't, I definitely don't see uh, Richard turning heel anytime soon. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, the main event is for the ROH World Tag Team titles as um, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team defend against Future Shock. Um, this should be a really good match. I'd, I'd definitely like to see this one because uh, Future Shock have definitely improved you know, since they've been in Ring of Honor and have been a great tag team and even, as we said earlier, great singles competitors as well. And um, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team have never had a, a bad match in Ring of Honor so far, so I'm sure this is going to be a fantastic main event. And um, I think when we were talking about this, when it was first announced that... Um, Future Shock probably won't get the victory, but they're going to look strong in defeat. You know, like same when um, O'Reilly faced Roderick Strong on the TV show. Stephen, what do you um, think from this match? Expect from it? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see them winning the, the bouts. Uh, I don't think anyone does really. And but um, yeah, so, I mean, since they've come in, they've really added to the tag team division. Um, yeah, they've really sort of proved themselves so that the fans, the fans are really, you know, backing them. And I think they, they're probably, you know, that. The, the best young tag team in the, in the company and probably, you know, in, in the world, I'd guess. Um, 
that you know they, they do some really innovative stuff in the ring. They've got some really nice tag team moves together. So um, as yeah, as you said, as well as being good uh, singles wrestlers. So I think they're going to be really uh, really good in the future. But I can't see them winning the titles just yet. Um, I think they're probably quite low down on, on the pecking order at the moment. But mm. yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for you know for a good match. I'm hoping that they you know they're given you know given time and hopefully that they you know they get in a lot of uh, offense. I hope it's not sort of you know glorified squash match because I don't think either team really needs that because I think wrestling's greatest tag team can you know could have a competitive match that losing anything and um, yeah future shot really really need that sort of you know maybe not a close match but you know they need to be shown off as almost sort of you know. Um, you know, almost as equals, I guess, uh, to really get them over. And um, yeah, I think this is a big weekend for them because I think this this uh, that match could really sort of propel them and uh, give them a good uh, lift uh, into you know into the new year and hopefully um, really put the, you know put their stamp on the tag team division. Okay, that wraps up the uh, Collinsville show that takes place this weekend. Okay, now we're going to um, go through each match on the card. We're going to share our predictions and allocate the points that we talked about earlier. Um, we'll then next week discuss our, how accurate our predictions were and you know share who's got the most points out of the three of us. And we also invite you to send across your predictions for Gloria Bayana. Um, let's go with the... I'm just going to go with the way I've got them written down here. Um, Elgin versus Redwood. Um, who have you got and how many points have you allocated? I've got Elgin in that one and I've... Given my eight points, uh, that's probably the one I'm most confident about, I think. I've picked Elgin and I have six points. Yeah, I've gone for Elgin as well and given him the, the full eight points. I'm pretty sure it's a, a guaranteed victory unless there's some sort of swerve roll-up, but I, I doubt that'll happen. Uh, <laughs> next, we've got the Bravados versus Carino and Jacobs. I've gone for the Bravados and I've given five points on that one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite confident they're going to pick up the win. I don't really... I don't think Carino and Jacobs really need wins at the moment, so hopefully the Bravados will get that one. And John? I picked Carino and Jacobs, and I gave them two points. I really you know, have no idea how this match is going to play <laughs> out, and I basically just flipped a coin for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I've given uh, one point, just one point to Carino and Jacobs getting the win. Um, it was a really sort of intriguing match. I couldn't really tell how it was going to go either way, so it just sort of give it the least amount of points and you know it's uh can't really lose much there i'll hope the providers win thanks that'll give me a nice head start on you both <laughs> uh then we've got champa which was originally supposed to be against delirious um versus we'll just have unknown for now so um i've given this the seven points because i did have that when it was delirious anyway but um what have you guys predicted for this one i've given six points to champa over whoever <laughs> Yeah, I've given the full eight points to Champa. Did you both have that when it was delirious as well? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd originally gone for that. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they're they're going to let Champa lose the, you know, the undefeated streak anytime soon. So I think mm. that's especially not you know not televised or on pay per view. Yeah, yeah unless, true. and unless this is some kind of like huge debut of some like massive mega, mega star, you know, brutal Bob could wrestle. We we don't know. <laughs> Come back to the the ring after his humiliating squash match against Grizzly Redwood. <laughs> uh, we've then got TJ Perkins versus Jay Briscoe. I've gone four points for this one to Jay Briscoe. Um, yeah, I just uh, I can't really see TJ winning that one, but uh, it should be a, should be a great match. 
Yeah, I got Jay Briscoe with five points. He's just too much of an established star so far in Ring of Honor. You know, he's fought for titles in the past, for world titles. And, you know, TJP just now got signed, so I can't see them having TJP go over somebody like Jay Briscoe. So Jay Briscoe with five points. Yeah, I've given um, Jay Briscoe four points. I think it will be a fantastic match, but I can't see Jay Briscoe losing here, especially, you know, heading into the final battle with the um, tag team title shot. Uh, the next one is Jay Lethal versus uh, Mark Briscoe in the Proving Ground match. I've gone for just two points on this one. I've given it to Jay Lethal. This is one I sort of, yeah, I, I, I think I had like, the top three, maybe top four, and then the rest of the, the next four just all sort of, in no particular order, really. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not 100% sure on who's going to win that one, actually, but I've gone for Lethal, two points. Yeah, I went with Lethal for four points on that one. Yeah, I gave Lethal uh, three points. I mean, he's undefeated at the moment as well, and I can't see him. You know, such a big star, and um, possibly heading into the, the world title scene eventually, so I can't see him losing here to Mark Briscoe. Um, with them, got Generico versus Mike Bennett, which I've given... Five points to um, Bennett getting the victory here. Quite um, a lot of points. I might regret that if he loses. <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully with Brutal Bob at ringside, you know, it will be guaranteed a victory. Um, just the way they've been building him up, I can't see him losing to Generico. Even if, even though Generico is getting the um, the world title shot at Globana, um, I think Bennett will use some dirty tactics or whether Brutal Bob distracts the ref or some, some sort of cheap way to get the victory. How about you guys? I've gone for Bennett as well, but I've only given it one point because wow. I sort of, yeah, I was I'm thinking of reasons for each guy to win, and uh, both of them had reasons for and reasons against, so uh, I, I don't really have any clue who's going to win that, but I, I, I'll say Bennett, and that's why I've only given it one point because I don't really have any idea. <laughs> John? Yeah, this is another tough one, but I ended up going with Generico for three points. Uh, I just think they're going to, he needs to have a win to really himself as a credible contender for the title in his match the next week. Uh, we've then got the American Wolves versus the All Night Express. Um, I have gone three points for this one, um, and I've gone for All Night Express over the Wolves. Um, you know, as we discussed earlier, I think the Wolves are going to be sort of splitting sometime soon. Uh, this is probably the best way to do it because it gives them time to sort of build up the uh, the main event for final battle. So. Uh, but it's, again, it's one that you know it, it could easily just be a good match, and the Wolves nick the win at the end. So I've, I've only given three points, but yeah, come for the uh, All Night Express. Yeah, I've gone with the All Night Express. I've given this one the one point. I really could see this honestly going either way, like Steven said. You know, All Night Express could get the big win, or they could really take the Wolves to the brink of defeat and you know just come up short. So. I just went ahead and went with Donna Express in one point. I've given uh, two points to the Wolves. I really wasn't sure about this, you know, how it was going to go. So I just went with two points there to uh, sort of play it safe. Um, and then we've got the last match, which is uh, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team versus Future Shock. I've given uh, the full, oh, not the full, but uh, six points to Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team as uh, I really can't see them losing, you know, um, this along with Champa and Elgin, I'm pretty sure are all sort of guarantees there. Yeah, I agree with you. I've given it seven points. Yeah, this was among like the three gimmies I thought were on this card, along with the Champa and Elgin matches, and I gave uh, Resident's Greatest Tag Team in seven points. 
Okay, so uh, next week we'll tally all those points together and see who uh, who came out on top, and then we'll continue on for Gloria Burner and all the uh, future shows as well. Yeah, we should we should get the uh, other guys from the website to do it as well because that'll give us about five. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, reach out to... We've recently got a couple of new writers. Um, you may have seen the site is a lot more up-to-date now. Um, so uh, we'll get them involved as well and have a little um, competition between all the writers and uh, web designer. Single single web designer. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty tight. Cause, so uh, the more people that have seen it, it's, yeah, it'll be quite interesting to see... Uh how tight the, uh, the scores are. Yeah, and of course, you know, all listeners, be sure to send in your predictions as well, and we'll perhaps give a prize away to uh, whoever gets the most predictions right after a few months or so. Yeah, I'm sure we can get something something to give away, maybe a DVD or something, or uh, if someone gets the especially good score, we might even be able to dig out the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we cannot say this on a podcast. Oh, my God. We're now going to discuss the latest Ring of Honor news from the past week. Um, you can find this all the time at rohworld.com. The site is updated daily with all the latest news and with new articles and previews, so be sure to check the site out. Um, the first announcement is that the Young Bucks will be battling the Briscoes at Gloria Burner on November 19th. That's going to be really, really good. That's actually probably going to be graded, actually. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Young Bucks are amazing to watch. The Briscoes are phenomenal one of the best if not the best tag team in the world so you know what else could be said besides it's going to be awesome mm, definitely looking forward to seeing this one steven any thoughts no <laughs> <laughs> okay then um they've also announced five qualifiers for um survival of the fittest this year um steven would you like to run through the list of the qualifiers yeah the singles matches uh, have been announced are uh, reptitus versus uh, roderick strong Eddie Edwards versus Mike Bennett, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Andy Rightleg Ridge. Um, along with those, we've got the Briscoes against the Bravados and a four-corner survival match. Uh, Kenny King versus Adam Cole versus Michael Algin versus Tommaso Ciampa. Um, we're not going to have time this week, unfortunately, to run through all of these matches and share our predictions. We're going to save that for next week, where we'll give you um, an in-depth preview of the show and share who we think is perhaps going to win the entire tournament or the um, qualifying matches. I think we've actually got a, a to- use a topic about that this week, actually. So. Oh, okay, they might have to wait till next week for their <laughs> answer then. <laughs> Um, the final bit of news is that Ring of Honor are, for the first time ever, going to North and South Carolina on December 3rd and 4th. Um, obviously, it's great that Ring of Honor are expanding into new markets. Um, it's always a good thing to be in new areas. So um, I'm not really sure what we can add. Any thoughts on this at all? No, as well, you say, it's, it's just sorry, it's, it's just good that they're branching out and going to as many, you know, many places as possible. And I think mm. it's always been known as a, you know, big wrestling market. Mm. Is, is it Flair Country? I'm not sure if it's North. Is it North Carolina? It's Flair Country. I believe just so. The Carolinas in general. Oh, it's like Carolina, Southeast yeah. is Flair Country. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you know they they like their wrestling. So um, yeah, hopefully they'll get uh, decent crowds and uh, get you know get the Ring of Honor live uh, events to the you know to as many people as possible. Well, they've also announced what the uh, show names and the main ev- or yeah the main events for both shows as well. Oh, they announced the main events, have they? Okay, um, why don't you tell us those? Right, yeah, the uh, show in South Carolina that takes place December third is uh, going to be called Southern Defiance. And it's going to be uh, mainly invented by an over-the-top-rope interval battle royal where uh, competitors will enter the ring in one-minute intervals 
And uh, the, I guess the last person standing is going to receive a, a Ring of Honor World title shot in 2012. And then the uh, next night in uh, North Carolina, the, the Ring of Honor is going to have the show titled Northern Aggression. And the main event of that is going to be a uh, eight-man elimination tag team match with uh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas, Eddie Edwards, and El Generico going against the Briscoes, Roderick Strong, and Michael Elgin. And uh, this match has a two-hour time limit, so this, you know, is going to be a long match. So they're going to do a time limit draw. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's so, yeah. that'd be the longest time limit draw ever, surely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that I like that tag match. That sounds fantastic. That eight-man mm-hmm. elimination match. So I'm looking yeah, forward to that. Yeah, the battle rolls are intriguing as well. Because you know, whoever wins the spot survival of the fittest, they'll have a total shot. So you know, they're really trying to people up to the main event uh, picture and which you know they desperately need because as we you know said before that you know the you know the world total picture is a bit thin on the thin on the ground really there's only a few guys so yeah the, the, those two events are really going to push two people into the, uh, the top picture okay well that wraps up the uh, latest news from ring of honor the past week um, I believe we've got some listener suggestions and topics sent in and um, you can do that by tweeting us at roh underscore world or writing a post on our Facebook wall, which is facebook.com slash rohworld. Yeah, the first one we've got this week is from our Facebook. It's a bit of a rant more than a question, really, from, from Macklin. Um, he says, the night before the big New York shows, they always had an event in Boston, Fade to Black, Defile the Night, etc., before the Sinclair buyout. They had a show scheduled for September the 16th, which I bought tickets to. They still haven't announced a makeup date after it was cancelled. I'm getting kind of frustrated with the lack of Boston love. Not really a question, more of a complaint. Um, yeah, I actually remember that show being cancelled, and I'm sure they said it, it was going to be re-raced for some time early in 2012, and they they haven't you know haven't announced it, so I'm not sure what they're going to do with that. And uh, so, I mean, Boston's quite a, you know a, it's it's always good to have a show at Boston, you know, the night before in New York because you know they're so close and uh, you know such different crowds as well. So I think it's a nice um, sort of difference. Yeah, I would uh, expect the makeup date to be for the first New York show in 2012, because I doubt they really want to have a, you know, show the night before Final Battle and risk anybody getting injured or something crazy happening of, like, not being able to get to the venue or something. So I figured they, they'll announce the date for sometime early 2012. Well, this one's also sent in by Macklin on our Twitter. At, um, he's at, at Curbside Hero. He says, uh, do you guys still see Bennett winning Survivor of the Fittest knowing he's facing Eddie Edwards, last year's winner, in the first round? It's possible that Mike Bennett could still you know, win Survivor of the Fittest, but it's not very likely with him facing Eddie Edwards in the first round. I, I kind of expected Bennett to be in in the four-corner Survival match, to be honest, and have yeah. Edwards, not really a uh, easy win in the first round, but you know, everybody kind of expects him to still move on to the finals, but I don't know. It, it, it'd be the win that Bennett needs to really legitimize himself, but I just can't see him beating Eddie Edwards just no, yet. Yeah. I think if you look at all the matches, though, none of them are that clear-cut. I mean, I suppose people would guess, you know, um, Carl O'Reilly to beat Andy Ridge, but then the four-corner survival, Kenny King, Adam Cole, Michael Hogan, and Tommaso Ciampa, you know, all, all of them realistically could win, because, mm. you know, before I was thinking Ciampa, but you know, Algin's also, you know, probably one of the top contenders, and, you know, so is Kenny King, so, um, 
yeah, I think there's going to be a few few guys that go out before, you know, that the, the uh, sort of the, the final. So um, there's, yeah, which whoever wins, there's going to be a couple of big names that people don't expect. Uh, next one, <laughs> these are both about. I suppose they've seen the the announcement about the uh, shows in Carolina, and uh, at Mauler MMA says come to Vancouver or at least Northern Washington, and ROH Code says Pittsburgh. <laughs> I think they're both in uh, response to the the announcement. Okay, well, um, I'm sure Ring of Honor will try and come to those markets soon. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sure they will. <laughs> yeah. Um, next one at Chill Mascara. He says, my question is, will we ever see women in ROH again, or is it just going to be a sword fest? <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> I didn't know that was in there, by the way. <laughs> Sorry? I didn't know that was in there. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I just copied him straight from Twitter. If you actually go to uh, rohworld.com, one of our writers, Dave Wood, did a, um, a two-part article about the possibility of a women's division in ROH, and uh, even Sarah Del Rey um, read the article and tweeted about it, so um, it got a lot of um, interest in the uh, wrestling world. But um, I know Stephen, last time we brought this up, was... Uh, I don't know, very critical, should we say, of the possibility of a women's division. Um, my complaint was just that there isn't really time for it. It's only got an hour slot. Um, I don't think they have enough time to build a whole other, another division in that time slot. John, do yeah. you have any uh, opinions that won't offend anyone like Stevens? <laughs> uh, I would love to hear Stevens' opinions again here in a minute, but um, I think women's wrestling, when done right, it's good. Like There's other promotions, such as Chikara, that shows like women's wrestling can still be really entertaining and really fun to watch, especially with Sarah Del Rey and, you know, Ring of Honor, you know, she's a regular Ring of Honor, and she's also a regular in Chikara, where she wrestles not only women, but men as well, and she shows that she has what it takes to really be a, you know, top-notch star on your show, and I think if you build a division around her and bring in some other really good women's wrestlers, it's possible, but I'm not sure if it'd be good for the television show, or just a uh, house show, you know, kind of special attraction kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if I should go off on a rant like I did last time. I think people are probably sick of sick of hearing that. Okay. I don't know. I, I, everybody loves a good rant. <laughs> Maybe just a quick summary, yeah, not, not as offensive to everyone as last time. <laughs> oh, please be as offensive as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be too critical, but basically I just don't see what they add to the show, to be honest. Um, uh, as you say, you know, especially the TV show, there's just so much... So much to put in there already that you know women's match taking up time that's yeah it's not going to add anything to the show um you know I, I think it's just worthless really because yeah at the end of the day every wrestler should be judged on you know his merit to sort of you know add value to the to the uh, event or you know monetary wise or even just like how good the show is and i don't think women's wrestling probably add either to be honest i don't think people are going to start flocking to watch ring of honor because there's a decent women's division or they're going to start turn, you know, turning up because there isn't. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm glad that they've not so far, and you know, I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to be calling for women's wrestling anytime soon. But that's basically my my view on it. Okay, and um, what's the next Twitter uh, question? Uh, last one is from at Sphere. They say, who do you think should be the newest member of the House of Truth? 
Oh. Is that no. just from Ring of Honor or anyone? Or? I'm not. I'm not sure. It, from at Ghost Beer, he just says he's the newest member. So I suppose any anybody really. I don't really think the uh, House of Truth need another member, to be honest. They're doing a good job of building up Elgin as a powerhouse and uh, Roderick Strong and Martini sort of like a cocky duo. I don't really think they need to sort of add anyone else to the faction or the team. I mean, John, do you think they need to add anyone? I don't think they necessarily need to add anyone, but you know, having two people as a stable does kind of seem weird. It seems like they're missing something since Christopher Daniels left. Mm. But I'm not sure what it is that they're missing. To be honest, so I think they're fine how they are, but I'd you know welcome an addition to the group. Yeah, I think I agree, with John. I wouldn't. I, 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 maybe there's room for somebody else, and as you say, since Christopher Daniels left, they, they definitely miss miss him. But I don't think they should just any added you know add somebody for the sake of it. I think if someone yeah. good comes along that they think will fit in well, then go for it. But because I, I didn't particularly like the whole when they were sort of trialing people. Um, you know, them them matches just always seemed a bit pointless because nobody, you know, really thought that these guys were actually going to be put in. Um, so if it, you know, if it's an established guy that everyone knows and you can add to the uh, the faction, then good. But if not, um, I'll keep it as it is. But in, in the latest news, why it actually says that um, because of the fines, I'm not sure why, but because of the fines from Jim Cornette, Truth Martini's actively seeking a new new member. So I won't be surprised if we don't see a. Uh, if we don't see someone there, somebody soon. But do you think it's going to be somebody who fans of independent wrestling will know? Do I think, think it's going uh, to be yeah, like some think... obscure guy. No, they, I think they, to... they do add somebody. Is it mean somebody already already on the roster? Mm. Somebody's already made a name for themselves elsewhere, or just like a, an unknown? Which what which way do you think? Be? I don't think they'd probably. I don't think they'd be on the roster already, and I think that it'd have to be somebody who's. Maybe not even like really, really well known, but someone that fans will have heard of and will know a bit about. Because I think if it's someone completely new, I, I'm not really sure what the point would be in that. Um, so yeah, I, if if I had to pick, I'd probably pick someone that was, you know, someone from outside the company that can come in and, you know, be established already. Okay, is that the last um, Twitter question for um, this week? Yeah, that's that's it for this week. Well, that brings an end to episode seven of ROH Cast. Um, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to send us some feedback to at uh, ROH underscore world on Twitter. You can go on our Facebook wall, facebook.com slash ROH world. You can also email us, which is contact at ROH um, We really appreciate any feedback on the show, anything you'd like to see us improve. So just send us an email or a tweet, and we'd uh, appreciate anything you'd like to share with us. Um, I'd like to thank Stephen and John for joining me once again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And we'll see you next week where we'll talk about Glory Burner 10, Survivor of the Fittest, and the latest Ring of Honor TV show. So we will see you next week.